All right, we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to JFOD News, the only place you should get your news. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? Um, all right, let's hang out. Wait for some folks to get into the chat and do this thing. I'm so excited to uh, go through this uh, this article today. Wow, the uh, it's just it's it explains it explains. Uh, what we're dealing with in such an accessible way. And it's like complex content that really is explained very well by somebody who's quite brilliant. Um, his name is Derek Bros, and he is an, uh, an author and a journalist and an activist and uh, a free thinker who um, you can find all of his work at the consciousresistance.com theconsciousresistance.com. And he wrote a really, really great article um, that's uh, entitled The Great Narrative and the Metaverse, Part One, A Dystopian Vision of the Future. Um, and it's basically about the World Economic Forum. The next uh, step in their Great Reset Agenda is the Great Narrative. Uh, that's what they're going to be trying to spin next year. Uh, so I think it's super important that we know all about it. And uh, Derek wrote this for the uh, the great news outlet, The Last American Vagabond, uh, that's run by Ryan uh, Christian. And he's just doing amazing work on the daily, just debunking the COVID narrative point by point like a champ. Um, so, yeah, I think these two guys are doing amazing work. And uh, I'm excited to, um, to uh, yeah, spread the word. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, okay. Not seeing anybody in the chat this time. That's uh interesting. Okay, hopefully someone will be coming in pretty soon so we can check in. If not, it's all good. This is streaming out and will be available for people to uh check out. Um yeah, so uh just uh real quick up top, if you guys want to support me, uh the best thing to do is just connect with me on my newsletter uh at uh, jfodnews.com. That would be really great. And you can follow me uh, on uh, on on Twitter uh, at the real JFOD. Um, let's see. There we go. There's the banner. Um, so yeah, you know what? All right, there we go. Now there's some folks in the chat. Cool. All right. Let's uh, let's get right into it. Why not? All right. So. The Great Reset and the Metaverse, Part 1, A Dystopian Vision of the Future. And there he is right there, Klaus Schwab, our great would-be leader, the guy that thinks he knows better than all of us how we're supposed to live our lives. This guy, is this really the dude that we want to run the show or this guy's ideas or whatever, you know, cabal of people that he is the figurehead for? Is this really? He is the head of the World Economic Forum that is funded by a thousand corporations, you guys, a thousand corporations. You really think they give a fuck about us? You really think they have our, our best interests in mind? Are you kidding me? This guy, we're going to, we're going to follow this guy, uh, into the, uh, you know, well into the 21st century, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Also well into the 21st century, he's in his eighties. I don't know how long he's going to be around unless he figures out some sort of way to download his consciousness, which is probably what he wants because he's a fourth industrial revolution, transhumanist freak, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. 
Uh, look at that. There, it says it right there. The Great Narrative Meeting 2021 in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, November 11th through 12th. Wow, this just happened. Holy shit. All right, here we go. Let's just check the chat real quick. All right. Hey, what's up, Platitudes? You can't accept. Welcome. Let's do this thing. The Great Narrative and the Metaverse, Part 1, A Dystopian Vision of the Future by Derek Bros. As the World Economic Forum prepares for the return of their annual meeting in Davos, Switzerland, the, quote, International Organization for Public-Private Cooperation, end quote, is launching the next phase of the Great Reset Agenda, the Great Narrative. Oh, the Great Narrative, because their Reset Agenda if anybody really knew what it was, no one would go along with this thing. So it, it's massively unpopular. So they need a great narrative in order to sell us on this story. Uh, these fucking ass clowns. All right, here we go. On November 11th and 12th, the World Economic Forum held a two-day meeting called The Great Narrative in Dubai, United Arab Emirates to discuss longer-term perspectives and co-create a narrative that can help guide the creation of a more resilient, inclusive, and sustainable vision for our collective future. There they are again, guys. They're using the language of the woke. They're using the language of progressivism in order to trap people into their uh, desire to monetize every aspect of nature and life, including us. The World Economic Forum gathered futurists, scientists, and philosophers from around the world to dream up their vision of how to reset the world and imagine what it might look like in the next 50 years. The discussions will be collected and published in a forthcoming book, The Great Narrative, in January 2022. Uh, now, don't forget... Uh, COVID-19, the Great Reset, came out in July of 2020, just uh, a few months after the uh, the pandemic was announced. And don't forget, Event 201 happened in, um, in October of 2019, just a few months before there was the pandemic. Now they're coming up with the Great Narrative, which is going to obviously be, um, or at least I think it's going to be, a way to try to funnel public opinion into thinking that these are the people who should be running the show for us, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. The release of the great uh, narrative book will coincide with the annual uh, World Economic Forum meeting on January 17th to 21st, 2022 in Davos, Switzerland, with the focus, quote, working together, restoring trust. Okay, working together, restoring trust. There you go. Yeah, the trust that you guys destroyed by having by 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 uh, being the people that facilitate policy like lockdowns that have led to the you know gutting out of the middle class and all sorts of negative health outcomes okay according to the world economic forum the quote meeting will focus on accelerating stakeholder capitalism harnessing the technologies of the fourth industrial revolution and ensuring a more inclusive future of work the message is essentially the same one the World Economic Forum and their partners have been calling for since the beginning of the COVID-19 event, a great reset of the economic, governmental, healthcare, food production, and technological systems which underpin all of human life. Yeah, they're going for it, y'all. They want to undermine and change all of this stuff. Um, and I know we've talked about this in previous articles that I've gone over, but I think it's super important to to hear this message and keep hearing this message because pushing back against these folks, that is the fight of our time. 
And uh, a lot of folks don't realize what's going on yet. And I think it's our job to spread the word as best that we can. You know, uh, let's see if anybody's in the chat. See what we got. Oh, cool. Uh, I think COVID is a test run for the great culling ahead. Oh, I mean, this whole eugenics and depopulation agenda thing. Uh, it's getting harder and harder to uh, deny that sort of stuff, which is pretty gnarly. Um, here we go. Uh, the Great Reset Agenda was announced in early June 2020 by the World Economic Forum as an apparent response to COVID-19. The launch of the Great Reset was supported by Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, England's Prince Charles, Antonio Guterres, Secretary General of the UN, and Kristalina Georgieva of the International Monetary Fund. The World Economic Forum has spent the last year spinning their propaganda and partnering with governments and private businesses that share their goals of a world run by technocrats who make top-down decisions for the masses in the name of fighting for diversity and sustainability. There you go. They're using the specter, the, the, pre, the pretense the, uh, of, of diversity and sustainability to usher in a centralized top-down version of society and reality for all of us. They're technocrats. They're people that believe that technology can save every aspect of our lives, but ultimately technocracy, techno-fascism uses technology to control every aspect of our lives and surveil us constantly and track everything that we do. Regular readers will remember that on October 18, 2019, the World Economic Forum partnered with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security on a high-level pandemic exercise known as Event 201. That's what we were talking about. Event 201 simulated how the world would respond to a coronavirus pandemic which swept around the planet. The simulation imagined 65 million people dying, mass lockdowns, quarantines, censorship of alternative viewpoints under the guise of fighting disinformation, and even floated the idea of arresting people who question the pande pand pandemic narrative. Yeah, that means arresting people who tell the truth about what's going on um, at the expense of the mainstream corporate lying narrative. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So at the very least, what you can deduce from event 201 is what the global governance crew uh, would be doing if there were a pandemic, because they laid out exactly what they would be doing if there was a pandemic and then there was a pandemic and now they're doing what they said they were doing. So it's very, very worthwhile to study event 201. Um, you don't even have to get conspiratorial and be like, oh, wow, they're obviously benefiting from this. Did they create it? It's almost like it, it almost like doesn't matter because you can realize, well, it matters, but you can you can understand that they're 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 doing all the things they said they were going to do from from this tabletop uh, simulation pandemic. So it's worth looking into event 201, October 18th, 2019, New York City is when it happened um, just a month before uh uh, the endemic was announced in China and just a just a few months before the pandemic was announced uh, the following uh, March of 2020. Now, as the Great Reset Agenda moves into its second year, Schwab and his associates at the World Economic Forum are shifting their messaging and fo focus towards the great narrative. Ooh, the great narrative. Yeah, let's get into that. All right. Some more folks in the chat. What's up? OK. Somebody talking about the metaverse. This is going to be funny. 
JJ says, my life stream is to buy a 60K house in the metaverse while I have a miserable life here on earth. <laughs> so good, man. They want to trap us into this digital fucking prison and tell us it's better than the outdoors and shit like that. Oh, my God. Platitude says, techno-fascism is spot on. Yeah, that's what they're going for, man. Unreal. But you know what? I don't think they're going to pull it off, man. They're, they've tipped their hand. They've tipped their hand too early. People know about this shit and people are speaking out about it. And we're going to amplify this message. And uh, these dumbasses are not going to know what hit them because, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who just love uh, being free a little bit too much. All right. The great narrative in the fourth industrial revolution. Before we discuss the actual content of the great narrative event, let's look at what is meant by a great narrative. In many forms of media, narrative is defined as, quote, a way of presenting connected events in order to tell a good story or the telling of related events in a cohesive format that centers around a central theme or idea. In our daily lives, a narrative can be seen as the way we as humans come to understand the world around us. We form narratives or stories about our political realities and our interpersonal relationships. This is super important to understand. Additionally, in philosophy, the term narrative can take on an even deeper meaning. Recently, Tim uh, Hinchliffe at Sociable wrote about the concept of narrative in relation to philosophy. Quote, the idea of a great narrative is something that the French philosopher Jean-Francois Lyotard called a grand narrative, a.k.a. meta-narrative, which according to Philo notes, whoops, I hit something. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, I accidentally. Oh, I accidentally hit on. Uh, OK, according to Philo notes, functions to legitimize power, authority and social customs. Everything the Great Reset is trying to achieve. Authoritarians use great narratives to legitimize their own power. Hold on. I'm sorry, guys. I just want to read this again because I got confused. Um, okay. The idea of a great narrative is something that the French philosopher Jean-Francois Lyotard called a grand narrative, a.k.a. meta-narrative, which according to Philo notes, functions to legitimize power, authority, and social customs, everything that the Great Reset is trying to achieve. Authoritarians use great narratives to legitimize their own power, and they do this by claiming to have knowledge and understanding that speaks to a universal truth. Wow, that's exactly what is happening right now. At the same time, authoritarians use these grand narratives in, an, in a, quote, attempt to translate alternative accounts into their own language and to suppress all objections to what they themselves are saying. Yeah, hello, like that's not happening all over the place. Are you kidding me? With this understanding, the World Economic Forum's call for a great narrative should be seen for what it truly is, an attempt to displace all other visions of the future of humankind by placing the World Economic Forum and their partners at the heart of a narrative which paints them as the heroes of our time. This fits perfectly with the technocratic philosophy employed by World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab. He envisions a future where public-private partnerships of government 
and private business and so-called philanthropies use their wealth, influence, and power to design the future they believe is best for humanity. In actuality, the technocrat philosophy merges with a transhumanist mindset that sees humanity as limited, flawed, and in need of augmentation by technology in order to accelerate what Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution. Wow. There it is. It's all laid out. Wow. So well put. Unreal. All right. There's a lot to uh, go back in and unpack there. Holy shit. Um, okay. First of all, uh, the narrative paints them as the heroes of our time. Really? Really? These corporate overlords, these corporate monsters, these people that that uh, don't care about humanity, these people that are just so twisted and lost and, and are hell-bent on power, they're going to be the heroes of our time, the ones who manipulate us every day and lie to us and play the game of divide and conquer. They're going to be the heroes? I don't think so. Um, and it does. It fits perfectly with the technocratic philosophy of Klaus Schwab because technocracy is all about controlling people through technology. And this whole public-private partnership thing, all that means is more uh, private, uh, control of public institutions. That means more private corporate business control of the of public institutions and the uh, and the uh, the commons. That that should be part of uh, all of our uh, all all of our it's our it's our it's our it's our entitlement. It's our birthright to uh, have access to the commons of the world. Things like the like the oceans and uh, and uh, the atmosphere and everything like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. In actuality, the technocrat philosophy merges with the transhumanist mindset. That's the merging of man and machine, which ultimately is down the line in the fourth industrial revolution, what these people want. They're freaks. Uh, it sees humanity is limited, flawed, and in need of augmentation by technology in order to accelerate what Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution. Um, yeah. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Cool. If you want to know more about the COVID narrative, look up D-R-A-S-T-I-C. Drastic. Cool. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Okay. So now let's watch it. He uh, included here a little compilation video of Klaus Schwab in his own words talking about this weird transhumanist agenda he has. So let's uh, let's take a look at that. What the fourth industrial revolution will lead to is a fusion of our physical, our digital, and our biological identities. The difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. It's you who exactly. are changed. Yeah. And of yeah. course, this has a big impact on yeah. your identity. Yeah. It is important to use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity. So people assume- Can you guys hear this, uh, by We the are way? just going back uh, to Something the good old the world which we had, um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal, in the old fashion. This is, uh, let's say, fiction. It will not happen. Um, the the uh, cut, which we have now um, is much too strong uh, in order not to leave traces. Yeah, and that clip was put together. Oh, good, you can hear it. Oh, that's great. And that clip was put together by the last American Vagabond, uh, Ryan Christian, um, doing great work. Um, and that's where this article is uh, published as well. 
Um, yeah. So that was that's Klaus Schwab in his own words right there, um, which is, uh, you know, pretty fucking weird. Um, OK, let's see. On the first day of the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab sat with Mohammed Abdul al Gergawi, Minister of Cabinet Affairs of the United Arab Emirates, at a panel titled Narrating the Future. We are here, he's a quote, we are here to develop the great narrative, a story for the future, oh, Schwab stated during the panel. Quote, we meet today to develop a great narrative, a story for the future. I quote His Highness. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai, when HH said, the future belongs to those who can imagine it, design it, and execute it. Are you fucking kidding me? We are here now to imagine the future, design the future, and then execute. He's basically, they're just saying it, guys. They're just saying it. They think they know better than us how we're supposed to live our lives, and they won't. You know what? We'll let them live however they want as long as they'll just leave us alone. Unbelievable. Minister al Gurawi spoke about the public looking for a way for a great transformation. The minister did his part to pay lip service to social justice by using all the usual buzzwords implied, employed by the World Economic Forum and the UN while mentioning the world's largest 1% owning more wealth than ever before, the, the world's poor living on less than a dollar a day, and climate change. Al Gergawi also repeatedly mentioned that, quote, the future belongs to those who imagine it, design it, and implement it, end quote, as well as discussing the next stage of human evolution and the role that technology will play. There you go. The same old thing, using that language to confuse people, to trick people while pushing through an agenda that is just self-serving for them. Hello. Quote, human evolution has been through phases. We discovered fire. We discovered the wheel. Today with technology, whatever will happen the next 50 years will be totally different. So for us as humanity, for hundreds of thousands of years, we have been at a normal pace. UAE Minister of Cabinet Affairs, Mohammed Abdul al Gergawi stated, quote, the current pace is complex because for the first time with technology, we are putting our society, economy, our government, our life together, and that's just one platform. Whatever will happen in the future will be based on what we design now, end quote. The minister also spoke of the need for government to evolve as an institution in the same way we have seen private sector institutions evolve. This is likely a reference to the fact that the prime mission of the World Economic Forum is to change the role of government and private businesses until there is hardly a distinction between state and private power. That right there, that is public-private partnership. It's really uh, creating a lack of a distinction between state and private power. Another topic which was heavily discussed was the fourth industrial revolution, 4IR, and the metaverse. Yeah, let's get into that in a second. Let's see if we got anything going in the chat. Cool, cool. Okay, good. You guys could hear that. Yes, welcome. Everybody's here now. Cool. Hope you're doing good. Right on. Um, another topic which was heavily discussed was the fourth industrial revolution, 4IR, and the metaverse. The metaverse will be discussed in part two of this series. The 4IR is another pet project of Klaus Schwab, which was first announced in December 2015. 
To put it simply, the 4IR, Fourth Industrial Revolution, is the digital panopticon of the future, where digital surveillance is omnipresent and humanity uses digital technology to alter our lives. Uh, often associated with terms like the Internet of Things, the Internet of Bodies, the Internet of Humans, and the Internet of Senses, this world will be powered by 5G and 6G technology. Yeah, man. 5G, y'all. That's the thing. People just, you know, you see you see commercials from like uh, Verizon saying the 5G America's been asking for. Like what? Who's been asking? If they really knew what uh, fifth generation of telecom, what that technology is going to allow for, for the onboarding of the Internet of Things, for uh, all of the um, all of the uh, AI uh, aspects that are going to be able to be onboarded and used now because of fifth generation telecom. And if they also knew how, how strong the electromagnetic waves are and how bad that is going to be for our health and how, how, they, how these waves only go like uh, 500 to 1,000 feet. So a number of repeater boxes have to be built all over the country because um, it's such a strong concentration of electromagnetic power, but it's, uh, but they don't, they don't, they don't travel very far. Anyway, I digress. Of course, for Schwab and other globalists, the fourth industrial revolution also lends itself towards more central planning and top-down control. The goal is a track and trace society where all transactions are logged. Every person has a digital ID that can be tracked and social malcontents are locked out of society via social credit scores. Wow. This is a lot of stuff that I understand, but it's hard to uh, eloquate. And this is just written so well. It's really laying it out in like, uh, in a, in a, just a perfect overview. Um, quote, ubiquitous mobile supercomputing intelligence robots, self-driving cars, neurotechnological brain enhancements, genetic editing. The evidence of dramatic change is all around us and it's happening at exponential speed. Schwab wrote, for the announcement of the 4IR. At one point, Schwab noted the relevance of having the great narrative meeting in the United Arab Emirates. Quote, when I wrote my book and I introduced this notion of the 4IR as the shaping force for our future, we felt it was very important that we really work together on a global level. So we use the potential of the 4IR for the benefit of mankind because technology also has certain pitfalls and can be used to the detriment of humankind, Schwab stated at The Great Narrative. Quote, so we established this network of centers around the world, and you were the first country which responded positively. I would like to thank the minister for the great cooperation we had here with our center for 4IR. And I am also very happy that we have here assembled economists, sociologists, but also representatives, scientists who can really enlighten us about all of these new, all of those new technologies. All right, great. Sounding good, dude. Sounding real good, you fucking piece of shit. Excuse my language. Um, let's see if there's anybody else going here. What do we got? All right, vegan succubus. Welcome. How you doing? Oh, sorry for being late to the stream. YouTube is no longer sending notifications. Oh, way to go, YouTube. You're already, uh, yeah, YouTube pulled down one of my videos last week, and now I guess they're doing the uh, treachery of, uh, of, not, uh, of, not, of, not, of no notifications. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if me and if I'm long for the world of YouTube. Um, all right, the day drinker. Living in rural Ohio, I get to see the 5G towers go up 
all along the horizon. I hate each one I see. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, people don't realize that. And, and, and it's become like conspiratorial to say anything bad about 5G. Like if you, like if you say, um, you know what I mean? Like if you say anything negative about 5G, you're just seen as a conspiracy theorist reflexively because people have been primed to think that anybody that talks about it is is like a conspiracy theorist. So they've never looked into it at all what it's all about, which is just terrible. Um, yeah. All right. Let's keep going. During the panel, the next 50 years, Klaus Schwab talked with His Excellency Omar bin Sultan al Alami, Minister of State for Artificial Intelligence, Digital Economy, and Remote Work Applications, about his vision of the next 50 years for his country. Mr. Al Aloma is also a partner of the World Economic Forum. It is during this panel that the decision to host the great narrative in the UAE becomes clear. The UAE has spent the last few years promoting itself as a hotbed for digital technology developments, specifically AI and robotics. Minister Al-Alama even joked that the goal of his job was to eventually turn himself into a form of AI. <laughs> Whatever. Minister Al-Aloma also discussed how hotels, taxis, and other industries have been revolutionized by digital technology and the inevitability of the economy becoming digitized. Quote, there isn't going to be two economies, he stated. We are right now at this inflection point where we can confidently say traditional economy, digital economy, but at one point in the near future, as the 4IR becomes more mainstream, there is only going to be a digital economy or an economy, if it's not purely digital, is enabled, enabled by digital means. All right. As Olama also discusses his nation's investments into 5G technology and how these investments will help them lead the way. Uh, oh, Al-Alami also discusses his nation's investments into 5G technology and how these investments will help them lead the way into the fourth industrial revolution. This discussion of artificial intelligence, the fourth industrial revolution, a cashless digital society, and the Great Reset are absolutely vital for the average person to comprehend. There we go. I agree with that. I agree with that. And that's why, you know, I think we should all be spreading the word because I think if a critical mass of people just know what's going on, it's not going to work out for these technocrats because they won't have people, they won't, they won't have a bunch, of, a bunch of people unknowingly doing their bidding. They won't have a bunch of, you know, for lack of a better term, useless idiots being manipulated. I'm not even going to say idiots. That's not fair because the propaganda machine is so robust. Like this whole COVID thing is the most massive propaganda globalized propaganda endeavor in the history of the world. It's unbelievable. But I'm just going to read that one more time. The discussion of artificial intelligence, the fourth industrial revolution, a cashless digital society, and the great reset are absolutely vital for the average person to comprehend. These unelected technocrats, don't forget, these are unelected people. They are not beholden to us. And even the elected ones, Honestly, they're not beholden to us either. The, the, the people that we elect, they're beholden to these, these technocrats. It's a mess. We need to separate. We need to create parallel institutions. We need to make our own separate world where we get to actually uh, spontaneously exist with each other in, in freedom 
and love and joy and awesomeness. These unelected technocrats continue to host events and release reports as if the people of the world are asking for their help and guidance. They hide under a veneer of benevolence, but the facade is wearing thin and the people of the world are beginning to question the true mission of the WEF, the Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, and similar players. To understand their true intentions, we should take note of the actions of the WEF's partnered nations and organizations. This includes the United Arab Emirates. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Let's see what's going on in the chat. Okay, let's see. Oh, there's something. Okay, how to oppose small cell towers in your area. Look it up. Okay, that's something worth looking up. If you guys look up how to oppose small cell towers, I'll look that up for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Especially awesomeness, vegan succubus. Very cool. All right. Here we go. Next section. We got... Next section here, a technocratic authoritarianism. While the political leaders of the UAE and Klaus Schwab may promote themselves as the heroes of our time, we should judge them according to their actions and the company they keep, not the flowery language they use to distract us. The simple fact is the UAE has a horrible record on human rights. The nation is known for deporting those who renounce Islam, limited Press, uh, press freedoms and enforcing elements of Sharia law. Awesome. In 2020, the UAE announced the creation of a human rights council to address human rights issues, but critics have accused the leadership of whitewashing the problem. Despite promises of change and relaxing of laws around alcohol and divorce, the UAE is still struggling to maintain an image of a free nation. Yeah, maybe because it's not one. In September, European Union legislators called on the UAE to free several prominent human rights uh, activists and other peaceful dissidents imprisoned in the country. They also called for a boycott of the ongoing Expo 2020 in Dubai. The organizers of the Expo themselves recently announced a commitment to the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which are part of the Agenda 2020 uh, so I'm sorry, Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset. We talked about that uh, yesterday in Ian D Davis's article talking a lot about Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. The resolution called for the immediate and unconditional release of Ahmed Mansour, um, Mohammed Al-Rokin, and Nasser bin Gaif. Mansour is a 52-year-old man who was arrested in 2017 and sentenced to 10 years in prison on charges of publishing false information and, quote, insulting the status and prestige of the UAE, end quote. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Um, including in posts on social media platforms. Al Roken is a human rights lawyer currently serving a 10-year prison sentence after being found guilty of attempting to overthrow the government in a July 2013 mass trial. Bin Gaith was also imprisoned for 10 years in March 2017 for criticizing UAE authorities via social media. What? And these are the great uh, leaders of, you know, of the charge for the fourth industrial revolution to remake society for us. Wow, wonderful. And create our digital prisons. Way to go. Cool. 
According to the 2021 Human Rights Watch report on the UAE, in 2020, United Arab Emirates authorities continued to invest in a soft power strategy aimed at painting the country as a progressive, tolerant, and rights-respecting nation. Yet its fierce intolerance of criticism was on full display with the continued unjust imprisonment of leading human rights activist Ahmed Mansour, uh, academic Nasser bin Gaith, and other and and other many activists and dissidents, some of whom have completed their sentences as long as three years ago and remain detained without a clear legal basis. Scores of activists, academics, and lawyers are serving lengthy sentences in UAE prisons, in many cases following unfair trials on vague and broad charges that violate their rights to free expression and, so, and association. Wow. Unreal. It's almost like the UAE is a, uh, uh, a monarchy, repressive authoritarian state or something like that. I don't even know. At first glance, these accusations of human rights violations make the WEF's decision to host their Great Reset event in the UAE an odd one. After all, why would an organization which claims it's motivated by creating a world which is more inclusive, diverse, sustainable, and equitable turn a blind eye to these disturbing concerns and partner with the leaders of the United Arab Emirates? However, this choice makes perfect sense once you accept that the WEF's language about fairness and designing a better future for humanity is utter nonsense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In their vision of the future, you will own nothing and be happy. That's that infamous uh, marketing campaign they did in 2030. You'll own nothing and be happy. Um, yeah, I think I meant to play it yesterday at the end, but I but I didn't. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play that today. Um in their vision of the future, you will own nothing and be happy as authoritarian nations like the UAE partner with big tech to monitor their population's use of carbon, electricity, and other resources while assigning a social credit score to determine each individual's access to privileges like travel and work. This is the great narrative that technocrats wish to imprint on our minds and hearts in this decade of transformation. Okay, I think that that's so well put. I'm just going to read that again. In their vision of the future, you will own nothing and be happy as authoritarian nations like the UAE partner with big tech to monitor their population's use of carbon, electricity, and other resources while assigning a social credit score to determine each individual's access to privileges like travel and work. This is the great narrative. The technocrats wish to imprint upon our minds and hearts in this decade of transformation. That's the game right there. And we're not going to let them do it. We're absolutely not going to let that happen. Let's see if anybody's in the chat. Cool. All right. Awesome. Cool. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. Who will design the future? Next section. When Klaus Schwab opened the Great Narrative Conference, he referenced difficulties in, quote, shaping the future. Specifically, he said there are three obstacles standing in the way of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. First, Schwab believes, quote, people have become much more self-centered and to a certain extent egoistic. What the guy who is the leader of the organization that... Uh, 
liaisons between world leaders and multinational corporations to take over the entire world and control every aspect of our life is saying that we're self-centered. Okay. This he says makes it quote more difficult to create a compromise because shaping the future, designing the future usually needs a common will of the people. Uh, end quote. To me, this sounds like a subtle admission that the people of the world are more interested in their own personal visions of the future as opposed to the technocrats' vision. Absolutely. This could be spun to say that people are, quote, self-centered or, quote, egoistic. But another way of looking at it is that the public does not desire to have a global governance scheme which attempts to centrally plan their lives. Uh, yeah. The second obstacle faced by Schwab and the WEF is that, quote, we all have become so much uh, crisis focused with the pandemic, end quote. Yeah, because of you guys, because of you guys controlling that narrative and scaring the hell out of people every day and locking us down and creating all sorts of negative health outcomes for us and lying every day. This is so twisted, man. The third obstacle to transforming the world is that, quote, the world has become so complex and simple solutions to complex problems do not suffice anymore, end quote. Schwab also mentioned that there is no longer a separation between social, political, technological, ecological. It's all interwoven. Quote, it's very difficult in such a situation to really bring everybody together and to imagine and to design the future, Schwab stated. And again, this seems to indicate that Schwab is aware that he will not be able to willingly force every nation or population into the technocrats' great reset, great narrative vision. There will be holdouts. There will be resistance and noncompliance to the top-down, centralized vision of the predator class. Yes, there will be, okay? Because I'm a stand-up comedian, and I like performing live, and I like groups of people coming together. Uh, and also, I don't want us all to be enslaved. Unbelievable. However, despite this resistance from the working-class people of the world, there is still a grave danger that the technocrats will indeed achieve their vision. Say that again. However, despite this resistance from the working class people of the world, there is still a grave danger that the technocrats will indeed achieve their vision. The predator class, and it's a great way to put it, the predator class, the predator class behind the Great Reset, Agenda 2030, etc., have spent decades, if not centuries, planning and investing trillions of dollars into their attempts at worldwide societal transformation. These psychopaths are fully aware of the importance of outlining a vision of the future and taking concrete steps to design said future. While they work night and day to bring their nightmare scenario into existence, the average person is painfully unaware of the despotic plans unfolding before them. Even those who are aware of the Great Reset plans often lack intangible actions to prevent being swallowed up by the technocratic transhumanist takeover. Yeah, yeah, that is a very good point. Making me think I really need to get my shit together. Wow. Um, he goes, Derek Bros goes on to say, if we aim to break free from the great resetters, we must have our own vision of the future that we hope to design. We ought to spend more time working on manifesting our visions of a free, thriving, empowered humanity 
where individual liberty, self-ownership, and bodily autonomy are celebrated. We have the power to imagine, design, and execute our vision of the future. We have the power to create the people's reset. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that sentiment 100%. Well put, well written, awesome piece. Let's check the chat real quick. All right. What's up, Mia Sarah? How are you? Thanks for being here. Very cool. Um, wow. Yeah, let me uh while I ramble for a minute, I'm gonna try to find that great reset, uh, you'll own nothing and be happy uh video because I don't have it or clip because I don't have it uh queued up. Uh, but also it's something that was removed and was found it was only found now in the web archive um but let me see if i can find it i think i'm going to wow what an interesting piece right you guys um i hope you guys are enjoying me uh reading these and doing a little commentary and going over them um because uh i find it uh interesting to do okay i found the article okay i found the piece let me see here if we can do uh Let's get it over here. All right. Let's see. What do we got here? Vegan Succubus says, comedians are the only ones keeping me sane through all of this nonsense. I laugh to keep from crying. Grateful for you, J-Fod. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. That means a real lot to me. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's do this. We got to stop sharing here. Hey, there I am. We're going to do another share. Find that Chrome tab. Share this bad boy. Okay, check this out, you guys. Oh, it's being lame. Well, anyway, it's eight predictions for the world in 2030, and it talks about how you'll own nothing and be happy. It's basically just trying to convince you to give them everything and you have nothing, but you'd be into it. Um, you know what I mean? I think some of you guys have heard it. Oh, now it's playing. Now it's buffering. That's annoying. Well, there you go. You can see this part. Uh... Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to share the link in the chat. Because this is not working out. Yeah, forget it. Um, I tried. I'm still not the best at doing this whole, like, the functionality of the live stream thing. But I'm working on it. Um, so, yeah, guys, that was uh, a really, really great piece by Derek uh, Derek Bros of The Conscious Resistance. You can find all of his work at theconsciousresistance.com. Um you should definitely check it out. The guy's doing so much stuff. It's amazing. And also doing amazing work uh, over at The Last American Vagabond is um, Ryan uh, Christian. So definitely support his work and check him out every, you know, almost every day. He's like, uh, he's doing these great daily wrap ups where he's just debunking their narrative about not about um, about uh, COVID. And he's doing he's doing awesome stuff. So definitely support both of those guys. and. Um, 
It'd be really cool if you signed up for my newsletter. All you got to do is go to jfodnews.com. Please do that and follow me on Twitter where I'm getting, uh, being more active. Um, we're doing that and I'm going to, let me share Let me share this link in the chat, but, uh, yeah, so that's, what's going on. Uh, thank you guys for being here and, um, yeah, you guys rock. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you guys. Bye-bye.